Critics say the Perfect Pair podcast is a marriage and relationship fixer. Okay. You messed up, you messed up. And I finally had to just say, you know what, I messed up. Maybe right. I left it alone. And then we good. But are we good? Because you still bringing the crap up. <laughs> right. So we obviously ain't good. We good. You having a Will Smith moment. <laughs> Wait, no. The reason why I'm saying. Well, I need to slap the hell out of you. I right wish there. you would. See us two fighting on this podcast today. <laughs> what? <laughs> you lost your damn <laughs> Download, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts and watch on YouTube. Oh, I worship you, Lord. Come on, tell him. I worship you, Lord. Come on, tell him. I worship you, Lord. Open your mouth. I worship you, Lord. Some of y'all need a hunger. Some of y'all need a hunger. Some of y'all need a hunger. Some of y'all in life take the hunger out of you. Some of y'all let your circumstances steal your praise. Some of y'all been praying for a miracle, but you quit praying because you didn't get your answer quick. And we stand in here and say there's a hunger there's a thirst. I am desperate. Immerse me. What does that even mean? It means submerge. It means, God, dump me. Let me want it so bad. Let me be so hungry for you that I don't let anything that I'm seeing stop me. Come on. Immerse me. Let me be hungry for you. Let me be thirsty for you. Let me trust you even if I can't trace you. Well, Kim, that is so ludicrous. You trust the doctors? How we go into a hospital and we'll trust a doctor, but we won't trust the doctor of the doctors? We'll trust our therapist, but we don't trust God, the one that created the therapist. We'll wish upon a star and won't pray to the one that created it. We'll trust a narcotic instead of talking to the one that'll give us a natural high, that we don't have a hangover. How do we do that? We submerge. How do you submerge? I'm glad you asked. You do everything different than the way you've done it. 30-day guarantee. If you ain't got your breakthrough, then try 30 days doing something differently than the way you did it. That means fasting if you ain't fasted. If you have fasted, fasten with a better attitude. Pray first thing in the morning. Pray before you go to sleep. Pray for wisdom and understanding. Begin to strengthen your walk with God. When I was in my studies today, this morning, I get up really early on Sundays just to really pray and get the heart of God. And I was praying and he reminded me of something that was so silly and when I was about seven years old 
I was running from one of y'all's kids, the deacon's kids, because I was swinging around and let her fly. And she was running after me, and we had this false rock in the front of the building. And I stood up on that rock to ha, 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 at her. And when I did, my leg slid down the side of the rock, and it was just the white part. There was no stitches needed because it just looked like a surface wound. But out of all the stitches, and I had a bunch in my life, the scar that scarred me the most was the surface wound. I didn't go get stitches because you couldn't see nothing but the white. Kind of like shaving. You get a nick, and you don't do nothing about it because you just put some toilet paper there. But it bleeds forever. Because there's not a stitch to go in it. And God showed me today, he said, there are so many people that are going to be watching today and in the building that they don't realize it, but they've been carrying around surface wounds. You didn't pay attention to it because it was a nick. It was just a nick, apostle. It was that little word curse you heard every day that become normal. You'll never amount to nothing. Nobody will ever love you. You're in special ed. You deserve to be beat. I'm an alcoholic because of you. You're confused. Nobody will ever listen to you. You were in special ed. It's the little nicks that we feel like sticks and stones may break my bones. But words will never hurt me that hurt us the most. And what the enemy has done is, he showed me, God showed me where the enemy has creeped in like a roaring lion, roaming to and fro, and he's using the nicks. He's using the surface wounds. And over time, the surface wounds begin to build up. They take longer to heal because they don't get the extra attention. Because they're nicks. And I heard the Lord say today, I'm going to bring some things back to your remembrance so that I can eradicate it out of your life. Because I already see it, but you don't feel it no more because you ain't had the opportunity to handle it. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm going to bring some things back around so that you can heal it because you can't heal what you pretend ain't there. And some of y'all been in a perpetual cycle. You've been in a cycle, you get so far, you're doing so good, and because you've always been struggling with the Knicks, you become codependent on the Knicks. That now that God's bringing victory in your life, because you can't be a part of Limitless in the inner circle and not get free. But what happens is you begin to feel a little free and the enemy begins to hit you at the point of your nick. So if the nick was you never felt validated or important, the enemy will make you have an anointing on your life that'll feel like you need to be needed and you can fix people. So once you start getting good, the enemy is roaming in to get into those places to take you back to what you left.
That's how come you keep suffering with depression. One day you're good, one day you're not. One, you, 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 one day you're doing phenomenal, and the next month you're falling back down, and you don't understand why you're fighting again, the, these spirits. But today I'm going to help you get free. Because we're returning back to the basics. And we've been talking this whole month about my hustle is holy. We've talked about our patience. We've talked about God's presence. We've talked about pressure. We've talked about confidence. If you don't learn to handle your pressure, your pressure will handle you. That's where some of y'all at. And where God is about to take you in this house and the inner circle is to another level where you're going to start hearing these sounds. So what, you think you better than everybody else now? So you think, you think, you think you good like that? You ain't no fun no more. You got delivered. Because where God's about to take you, you're going to be unrecognizable. So every single time you keep trying to go back to that thing, that Nick, God is going to remind you through ink, through your spirit man. No, no, this ain't where I'm supposed to stay. God is about to make you so aware because you, whatever you hear, you're accountable for. You can't walk around and say, I didn't know, because I'm teaching you in this house. No longer are you going to be able to dance with the devils and think you dance, you're going to change the devils. No, the devil's going to change you. But you ain't even going to feel like you fit in anymore. And every single time we go through a season where we don't fit no more, it's weird. And then the enemy starts playing with you there. This is weird. This is weird. Nobody likes you. You're no fun no more. You're sitting at home on a Friday night. And you're going to be so in love with Jesus that you ain't going to miss nothing. That's what we're going for in this house. We're not just going to have a taste of Jesus. We're going to have an experience with Jesus. That everywhere you go, you don't even have to open your mouth. They just want whatever you got. You are going to be contagious with the deliverance oil that's going to shake your areas, your homes, your jobs. So, Father, everybody lift up your hands. Father, we're ready. We're ready for that new level. Lord, I pray every chain is broken. I pray every word curse is broken. I pray every soul tie is broken. I pray every religious spirit is broken. Lord, I pray our pride is demolished. I pray right now, God, that you're taking us from the back of the line to the front of the line. I pray, Lord, that you release the heavenlies over our lives. That the last shall be first. I come against all chaos, all confusion. I come against all fear in the name of Jesus. I prophesy that we learn to fight better. That we learn how to fight better. That we realize sometimes we go through seasons of growth and it ain't comfortable. But it's a bad season, not a bad life. And we learn how to fight better. In the name of Jesus. Come on, take it, take it. Come on, take the glory. Take the glory. Take the glory. I need you to receive it. Take the glory. I hear the Lord saying, you're worthy. Take the glory. Take the glory. Come on, breathe. Breathe. 
breathe. There ain't nothing to fear. Breathe. Healing is in this room. Healing is in your marriage. Healing is in your situation. Healing is in that attic. Healing is in your children. Healing is in your house. Revival is around you. The things that you used to overthink, you will not overthink no more, says the Lord. You will not allow your own self to be your worst critic. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over you, limitless, that you are limitless. That no longer will we need to get validation from people. Instead, we will go straight to the, straight to the throne. I prophesy this is a week of opening. Portals are opening. I prophesy portals are opening. I prophesy portals are opening. I prophesy portals. Portals are just an open heaven over your life. Everything that is over your life will be blessed. You are the head and not the tail. You're the top and not the bottom. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We will no longer ask questions that we already have answers to. I come against every devil in hell. I come against every hex, every spirit of darkness, every lie from the pit of hell. I speak healing to church hurt. I speak healing to depression. I speak healing to anxiety. I speak healing to your heart issues. I speak healing to that next level. You're going to the next level, period. Lack is not in your family. You are healed. Healed. The Lord said, I heard your prayers. I just heard the Lord say, I'm healing your anxiety and tiredness. Some of y'all are weary. Some of y'all are weary in your mind. I find the devil that's trying to wreak havoc in our world, trying to take out our kids, trying to serve us up a whole lot of doctrine that ain't nothing but the devil. God, get us back to you. Get us back to your feet. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Say, I receive it. I'm an overcomer. Come on, say it. I'm an overcomer. Tell your neighbor you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. You're a leader, not a follower. You're the game changer. You're a world changer. You've been playing too small. That's why you've been in, in full of anxiety. You've been playing too small. You've been trying to fit into places God's already called you out. You've been trying to fit into places that God has already called you out. I speak victory. I speak over our children as they go back to school. That, Lord, you cover our children. That no weapon formed against our children shall prosper. No bully can come against them. No peer pressure can come against them. I pray over our teachers. That, Lord, they are known all over Georgia. That, Lord, they are known as revivalists. They are called out and set apart. I pray for finances in this house. 
I prophesy that lack is not your destiny. God did not create you to starve. God did not create you to be on food stamps. God did not create you to have to need the government. You are the generational curse breaker in your family. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You do not have to die of that generational curse that took your family out. That dementia does not know your family name any longer. That high blood pressure, that cholesterol issue. I bind those diseases in the name of Jesus. Heart disease, cancer has to die. I cancel that infertile. That somebody's been trying to have a baby. You've been trying to have a baby. I hear the Lord saying, get rid of fear. Get rid of fear. I speak to the babies in your womb. They shall live and not die. They shall be generational curse breakers. Don't you fear. I hear the Lord say, oh, I feel a heaviness right here. I feel the glory right here. Wherever you're sick in your body, lay hands on it. Lay hands on wherever. If it's your mind, lay hands on your mind. If it's your heart, lay hands on your heart. If it's an addiction, lay hands on your mind. If it is high cholesterol, lay hands on your heart. If it is it, uh, sugar diabetes, lay hands on your heart. I bind it in the name of Jesus. If it's insecurity, lack of confidence, come on, I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Marriages will be units of holiness in this house. Your marriage shall win. Pray for the singles. You will wait for the one God has for you. Stop getting ahead of God. You ain't too old. God knows what he's doing. You're so special, he's taking more time on them. Be glad. Lord, we speak it in the name of Jesus. I bind to every relationship that is unequally yoked. All them people dating the devil don't even know it right now in the name of Jesus we shall not put ourselves in a prison that we said yes to out of desperation healing in the name of Jesus come on come on come on God's doing something God's breaking something in this house God has given some of you spiritual amnesia right now. Some of you have been lied to, lied on, talked about. Some of y'all did everything they said you were going, you did. And I hear the Lord saying, you are no longer that person. All old things have passed away and I made things new. You do not have to give in to what a devil said about you. When God knows what's about you. He said, I've chosen you for such a time as this. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He's breaking chains. Come on, he's breaking chains. Come on, come on. This is not a time for you to patty cake. 
This is a time for you to do something you ain't never done. Come on, come on, push. Push. Listen to this. When I was about to have Morgan, we were broker than a joke. And so we went on one of those plans at the hospital where you have your baby and you get out immediately. So it's like $2,400. So almost 30 years ago. When I got into the delivery, they lost his heartbeat. 13 hours into the delivery. And all of a sudden, they said, we got to rush Kim into this to get a C-section. And all of a sudden, I felt fear. Hold on, baby. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, come on. Come on. Hold on. Hold on. She's getting delivered. Y'all don't know what she's walked through. Don't let it distract you. Don't let someone else's praise distract you. This is for somebody. As soon as they took me into C-section, everybody got quiet and I was scared to death because I wasn't ready. Because what I planned for wasn't happening. And I heard the Lord say, I'm the master of messing up your plans. Just because it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen doesn't mean God wasn't in the middle. If they would have tried to push him out, go into the 14th hour, we would have lost him. But because all of a sudden God had sent people in my life to help me, they took that baby and that baby was alive because they intervened. And I hear the Lord saying the one thing that didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen was really God intervening. You got to trust the process. You got to trust the process. How's God in cancer? Because they ain't nothing like losing everything and getting close to death's door to make you find God. Look at Job. Anytime God makes you fight something, he's going to give you back double for your trouble. But you can't get mad in the process. You got to lean in when you want to lean out. So, Father, we thank you for that word. Thank you for breakthrough. Thank you for anointing. That is healing all throughout the airwaves and in this building. I hear the Lord saying, it is finished. Mama, it's finished. It's finished. It's finished. All right, you may be seated. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Felt like I was in a spa and in church. I want to title this today, Why Me? Why me? You ever ask yourself that? Why me? I have your answer. Because you were called. Some of y'all are like, well, why is God letting me go through all of this? Why not you? 
Because obviously he sees more in you than you see in yourself. Why did God let me go through divorce? Because he knew that their character couldn't keep up with my purpose. Why did God let me walk through sickness in my body? Because God knew you need to get your temple in order. In order for him to do what he needs to do in your life so you could keep up. <laughs> Delay is not denial. Delay is just getting you prepared. So why me? It's always a fight to be better. I believe every single time God allows wreckage in our lives. Sometimes he will wreck your plans when he sees your plans are about to wreck you. So he allows you to hit rock bottom to find out who the rock is at the bottom, which is Jesus. We know the message, but we don't practice the method. Y'all listen to every preacher on YouTube all week. You are overdosing. But yet you're still falling apart. Because you're hearing the message, but you're not learning the method. And the method is when you ain't got nothing else to say and all you got is Jesus. You uttering Jesus all day long, every day. But we move away from Jesus. The answer to everything. God increase my discernment has to be our prayer. Maybe, just maybe, instead of praying for God to give you what you want, you begin to pray for God to give you discernment. God, help me understand why I'm in this position so I can get myself out of this position. Because you got to understand something, Limitless. If God sees you, the devil sees you. You ever seen those people that are like, man, I just, I just don't even know why God's using me. I'd rather him not use me. Are you serious? You know how boring life would be if you were just no man? Well, yeah, I'd like that. I'd like that, Kim. No, you wouldn't. Because God, the day you were born, God called you, he chose you, and he appointed you, and he sees more in your life than you can see in yourself. That's why the enemy is fighting you. He says he comes like a roaring lion, roaming to and fro. That's what the enemy's job is. Now, y'all got to remember something. Hell was created to quarantine the devil and all its imps. If the devil can convince a whole bunch of angels to turn away from God, then what makes you think he can't do it to you? But when the devil's fighting, we got to know how to fight back. But we don't know how to fight back because we live in a microwave society. We've got straight up social media. We can scroll all day long. Some of y'all are busy scrolling until 3 o'clock last night, and you can't even worship today. You found an influencer on social media, and you want to be just like her. You want her hair? It ain't real. You want her butt? She got a butt job. You want her husband? Honey, please. So we're comparing our lives to everyone's highlight reels, and that's where the enemy is roaming to and fro. Because he hits you at your weakness. Everybody knows that when a fighter is fighting, they hit the opponent in its weakness. So what is it in your life that is a weakness? That's why some of y'all in all these relationships, because the enemy knows that you want to bow chicken, wow, wow, to come up behind you and wrap his arms around you. So every Tom, Dick, and Harry 
You're letting them in your bed. It ain't really STDs you need to worry about. It's them soul ties. It's them soul ties that's making you got to drink every night because they ain't calling you. That's letting you settle because the enemy knows as long as you're distracted by someone that don't want you, trying to figure out why they don't want you, they don't want you because they ain't supposed to want you. You're trying to get somebody to want you that ain't even understanding where you're headed. Right? So we're getting off kilter. It's the same thing with finances. You're praying for a job, and God, God is saying, hold on, it's coming. But because somebody comes and offers you to work on a Sunday, you take a job, barely making it, and now you're not in church anymore. God is not going to send you a job that's going to keep you out of the house of God. Well, what's he doing, Kim? You shouldn't settle for the first thing that comes. See, the enemy's job is to get you to a place where you dumb yourself down, where you take the crumbs, right? It's, 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 it's being a mom that her husband's not in the picture, and you guilt parent. Y'all know y'all guilt parent. And so you're letting your kids get, around, get away with murder. Whatever they want to do, they get to do. Because you feel like, I let them down. And so now you're guilt parenting. So basically, you're not let, making your kid do things they need to do because they are ruling the roost. Because every time they try, you try to make them do something they don't want to do, they throw a fit. And instead of fighting the fit in the name of Jesus, you're letting them get away with murder. They don't want to get up so early for church. Well, they're going to get up at 5 a.m. in the jail. Because it's hard to teach a kid once they've grown. But if they see their mama and daddy's walk, even if you are a single parent, God knew it. But what's happened is we've allowed the enemy's tactics to stop us from standing firm. Blessed is a man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the seat of the sinner, for his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. That means I ain't swayed by what you do or what you say. I know if something is against what I feel, it ain't of God. Y'all are so famous for coming and saying, Pastor, I need your wisdom. And I love this. Don't stop this. Because I will tell you when you don't know. Pastor, I just feel like, how do I know if they're the one? Because you had to ask me. How do I know if this opportunity is of God? Because you had to ask me. There was something in your spirit that already told you, or you wouldn't have had to ask me. Because any time in my life that I feel something, and everybody else, even on my team, is saying, uh-uh, but I know God told me. I ain't consulting nobody else because I know God did not call a conference call. He called me. But our problem is we care more what people think about us and what God knows about us. And we're asking people for their endorsement on things that they were never endorsed to give us. How's your aunt going to know what you need to do? How's your brother going to know? You're the first millionaire in your family. How are they going to know how to handle your money when they have never gotten above $500 a week? So we're dumbing ourselves down because we're afraid of making another mistake 
And failure ain't failure until you stay down. But what the enemy does is he sends a lot of people in your life to remind you of the failure in your past. Yeah. Satan's primary goal is to destroy the kingdom of God. To achieve this, he will attack whoever, whenever necessary to distract you. I need you to say this out loud. It's just a distraction. That depression is just a distraction. That thing that got exposed was just a distraction. How long you stay in the distraction is up to you. There is a difference between a problem and warfare. Now listen. A problem, we can fuss it out. But when it's a lot of stuff happening, it's the devil attacking you. That's why when your kid acts up, your other kid acts up. That's why when your washer breaks, your refrigerator breaks. Your car breaks. Why? Because you're on the cusp of a miracle. And the enemy knows you're about to break hell wide open. He'll make your husband act up. He'll make your wife act up. He'll make the doctor's report come back. He'll let you have another cancer lump in your breast. All of these things are all distractions. Because the Bible says that once you come to know me, all, all things have passed away. I live right here. So that means whatever comes my way, he already knew about it. And all I got to do is fight. I can't lay down and fight. You can't fight laying in your bed. That's why depression creeps up on you. So you got to remember something. When everything is happening at once, it is warfare. But it's, listen to me. But when it's a lot of stuff happening, it's the devil attacking. Problem, you can talk it out. But an attack, you got to pray it out. Well, I don't know, Kim. I, I've been here for a minute. Shame on you. If you've been in the same position fighting the same devil for a year, shame on you. Why? This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Mm, mm, mm. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battle. Well, what if it's with my devil, my, uh, my husband that's a devil? Hush your mouth. And all you got to do is walk by them in the kitchen. Your kid acting up, just, just lay your hand. Y'all stop trying to preach to these people. Just start praying. Start praying. Shut your mouth and pray. Because sometimes the enemy can use you to make them run from him. When the devil attacks you, you got to know how to hit him back. You got to know the difference. Between problem and warfare. Problem is it can be worked out. Warfare is it has to be prayed out. That means you got to fast. You got to pray. You got to separate yourself from the mundane of life. Well, what happens when I got to work? Y'all always got the greatest excuses. Well, Kim, I, you know, I can't, I can't do that because I got to work. I bet you you go to lunch and a break. <laughs> On your lunch and your break, you go sit your butt in your car. Well, I don't have a car. I took Marta. Go in the bathroom. Go sit outside on the pavement. Sit there and pray. This is why you got to know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. 
Because that Holy Ghost is like ninja power. When you start praying in the Holy Ghost, honey, everything has to flee. The enemy don't know what to do because he don't know what you're praying. You don't even know what you're praying. Your spirit man begins to pray. Y'all, Revelations 2 and 7. It says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the spirit and understand. Listen to the spirit. Huh? What does that mean? Nacho flesh. He must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches, to your families. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life and the paradise of God. So basically it's saying you must listen with your spirit and if you stay victorious, that means even when you don't want to get up, even when you don't want to come to church, even when you don't want to serve, even when you don't want to go overtime because your boss is a bully and don't give you any, any uh, affirmation. Oh, yeah, uh-uh. I'm fighting in my spirit. Even when your spouse is yelling at you, you're like, baby, I love you. Come see mama. What has happened to you? Come sit in mama's lap. He'll be like, what? You got to do something that you ain't done to get what you ain't got. Right? Your kid will be like, why ain't you fussing at me? Why? Because I'm hearing in the spirit. How do you know what the spirit is saying? By being in the word and praying. Here's what I heard God say this morning. I'm taking limitless, the inner circle, from following, following to bringing. From following, which means I need crumbs, I need this, I need that, to be in the head and not the tail. What does that mean? That means everywhere you go, they know you by your spirit. When you walk in a room, they're fighting over who's going to serve you. That means you can't be sending back your steak after you eat all of it. I got one bite left. It was a horrible steak. Now, you got to get your heart right so you stop that junk. It's called character issues. Right? God opens the door, but your character keeps you there. How do you fix that? This is how I fight my back. Even me. This is how I fight my flesh. There's a lot of us that go around bragging about all we got. All we're doing for Jesus. We have all of these programs. I serve here and I serve there. We all see you doing your works because you're bragging about it. Every time God's going to do something in your life, you take it to social media. You got to tell everybody you're doing great things. People that don't even know your middle name. Putting it out there so the enemy can send out ninjas called demons to attack your mind. You're going to let some little man that walked out, a woman that walked out of your life and traded you in for her best friend, cause you to get disrupted because you're trying to show them somebody still wants me. You're putting all your business about your new job out there so your old employer can go find your new employer and try to get you there too. We're all talking about what we're doing. But our spirit is not conducive to what we're doing. Actions talk with no actions we're so busy doing churchy things today is dream team Sunday and back in that fellowship hall we're signing up to serve in this church 
We're having a big old tent revival in October for a whole week, man, where we're going to be bussing people in from downtown and under a 500-seat uh, tent. We're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. We need help. <laughs> what does that mean? That means that old pastor that told you you wasn't worth nothing, that's caused you to keep your gifts under your belly, that today's the day that you say, I'm helping. I want to serve. Even if it's just online, I want to serve. So basically, we're looking at scripture today. That's exactly what the church of Ephesus was at. Christ said, I know your works. You have labored and not fainted, but I have somewhat ought against thee because you have left thy first love. You serve. You say you love Jesus, but your actions don't prove nothing. I never understand people that God has saved that are quiet. Now, I know people are introverts, but if you hang out with me, you're going to be so full of Holy Ghost hibbie-jibbies. When I walk in here on Sunday and it's like a morgue around here, I'm like, no! I'm the pastor here. And it's like I'm on Holy Ghost crack every Sunday. Why y'all quiet? Because we don't understand that we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. That means whatever we're doing at home and in our cars on the way to our jobs and to church is setting up our day and our marriages and our, and our ideas and our favor. But we don't understand that because we've allowed life to wear us out. Basically what God is saying here is he was saying you are doing all these things. But most important thing you should be involved with, you have left undone. Which is spending time with me. How many of y'all can say, Kim, I need to spend more time with God? How many can say that? Like truthfully. Probably everybody in this room. Because what if we all woke up with only the things we thanked God for last night? Some of y'all be walking. Does Limitless have a church bus? We get so involved in religious activity and faking it, never making it. And we want all of these things and accolades and affirmation, but we leave Christ out. I believe that is exactly what God is calling Limitless to, calling this church to. I believe that God is calling us to rekindle the fire of God. We need to get our passion on another level. We need to get our priorities back right. It's not more programs that God wants. It's us that he desires. It is saying, I know that God needs me because I am the, the, the game agent, the change agent. So I got to get my heart right. We're trying to build churches, build businesses, build ministry, build our brand, build congregations. And we don't have the proper foundation. You know how you have the proper foundation? You know how? Y'all talk to me. How? Putting God first. Did you know that when God is the center of it all, things draw to you? People are like, why is she so blessed? Because he's first. Why is she so favored? Because I put God first. Y'all listen to me. If you build on shaky ground, this is why so many people get in relationships, same relationship, same relationship, all the people with different faces is because they're on shaky ground. Same job problems, same everything. You ain't got no friends. You so proud of that? I ain't got no friends. That's why I ain't got no friends. 
And I'm like, well, that's a problem. Have you ever seen an army with one person? So could it be that you've got to take inventory of why you are where you are? Let's talk about it. Satan is not upset because of what you've done. He's upset that you're close to the victory of putting that all behind you. Let a believer start making a move to be intimate with God. And that scares Satan. You are no threat to him as long as you are unplugged from the power source. You are no threat to him as long as you are just playing games with God. But you start making a move to rekindle the fire and pursue it. And he will try everything in his power to defeat you. But you have already won. When you really get down to business, Satan will be attacking you. If the enemy is attacking you, it's because he knows that you were called to be a threat. And he's scared to death. One attack after the other. But the devil will stop messing with you when you start taking your ground back. Here's how you do it. You ready for this? Write this down. Tired of the devil just deceiving you. Tired of the devil fighting your marriages. Tired of the devil trying to get your car, trying to get your husband, trying to get your wife, trying to take out your kids. We have to rise up and declare war. Spiritual ninja power. Here's what you got to do, number one. You ready for this? Number one, this is your homework this week. You got to find out the area the devil is attacking. Yell out some areas that you feel the devil's attacking you. Come on, say it. Say it. Every single thing y'all just called out has already been defeated. He cannot have your finances if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing with your finances. He cannot have your kids if your kids keep watching your behavior always pointing back to Jesus. He can't have your past if you put people that keep bringing up your past in your past. The last part of 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says that we are not ignorant of his devices, the devils. There's always a reason why Satan does what he does. He attacks each of us differently. And it is important that you know, you know and understand why the devil is attacking you the way he is. Here's why. You ready for this? The areas of attacks are usually always in us areas that need to be turned over to God. Woo! Maybe you're a control freak. Maybe you grew up with lack and now you're holding on to everything you got because you're afraid. Any enemy knows you attack your opponent at its weak points. Because when they hit you at your weak points, the greater chance of breaking through. If we can identify the weaknesses in us, then we can ask for forgiveness. See, we don't repent for stuff. We want God to bless our mess. You know why I can preach this? Because I did it. 
I did it probably all the way up to I was 45. Won't God to bless my mess. Mad at God for the storms I created. Let me explain. If the enemy is attacking you in such a way to make you worry, then you need to confess that before God. Well, it's just worry, Kim. Well, you can't worry and have faith. You can't be a worrier and a worshiper. So what do you do if you're worry wart? You pray and ask God to forgive you for not trusting him. That breaks the cycle. When we constantly operate in the arena of fear and worry, then that is a warning sign that we haven't taken time with God. For if you really get to know God, you won't have any problems trusting him. Why? Why? Because he brought you through before. You still here. You may not be where you want to be, but you made it before. You're going to make it again. Well, this one's a different attack. Good. That means you're about to go to another level. If you have problems in your finances, then you need to look at your giving. Are you faithful in paying your tithe? Giving offerings. If not, you need to repent. That ain't even up for bargaining. If you don't give your 10%, which is 10 cent on a dollar, you got money being sucked out of you. Because the Bible says that 10%, that is 10 cent on a dollar of your gross goes to God. Why? Because if 10% can control you, then how can God give you unlimited funds? Because, baby, if you can't pay tithe on $400, which is $40 a week, how are you going to pay tithe on $4 million? You've been praying for a new car, but you, barely, you parked your car in the back of the congregation. Because you're settling with that hoopty. Because you don't see God blessing you with nothing else. And God is saying, you're going to keep driving the hoopty. Because if you look inside the hoopty, that ain't no Bentley kind of car. So just because it's a broke down ninja out there, you got to treat it like what you want. The devil ain't after your car. You need an oil change. If your marriage is falling apart, the devil don't want your spouse. He can't get married. Could it be the way you talk to each other? Could it be that you got little Johnny co-sleeping with y'all? You better get that kid out of the middle of you and your husband. Turn you on some Barry White. Hello? What are you doing to contribute to the attacks in your life? What's your circle? They all look like you? Because your, your prophecy to your future is the five closest friends in your life. Y'all talking about everybody? Because you jealous? You know the T on everybody? You got to get back focused. If you're constantly being attacked in your health, then you need to look at how you are taking care of your temple. If you're addicted to cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, food, pornography, those are substances. 
I need pot. Girl, it's, it's, it's approved. I got a whole card. Anything that is an idol above God. Some of y'all got your head all the way in your lap. You've got to realize that you are flesh. And you got the power to rebuke that mess out of your life so your kids don't repeat your cycles. Instead of running around saying, I would die for my kids, live for your kids. So if we've got problems with porn, we've got problems with alcohol, drugs, we've got to repent. When you repent, you take away its power. Here's number two. Number one is you've got to identify the fight, the attack. Why is it attacking you? And you have a part to play. You cannot just sit there scratching your behind, eating bonbons on your couch. It takes participation. Number two. Next, ask yourself, how do I react when the enemy attacks me? When you don't win that court battle. Well, I'm the better parent. Well, maybe God knew that he had to get you situated first. Because he's always going to bring this thing around. When the enemy attacks, do you start confessing what the enemy is doing to you? Do you take it to social media and say, oh, God, this day, so that 15,000 people ask you, what's wrong? Because you like the attention that being broken gets you? Because you don't think you're qualified for a healing? Because when you get healed, people don't pay as much attention to you? And you found out that you, and your brokenness and your, your sadness, your damsel and distressness, that you got attention? Do you throw in the towel and say, I quit? You know how many emails I get every day? I'm quitting. I'm like, good, quit. 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 Because when you quit, you prolong the process of your healing. You quit in the place you hate. What does that mean? I got to stop stalking certain people on social media. Well, I can't, Kim. I just want to know. I want to see them suffering. Stop. You stalking somebody that walked out of your life is going back to your yard selling, buying your junk back. The way you respond when the enemy attacks you will determine your outcome. You need to understand that Satan may be powerful, but God is all powerful. God, heal my desire for dysfunction. Heal my heart that makes me not be happy. Heal that thing in me that walks around saying, this is me, take it or leave it. We're all leaving it. Heal the cycles enemy is not stronger than you. There's no reason you need to stand around and give testimony on how successful the enemy has been. If God has healed you, talk about it. I found out a week ago that one of our girls had braces on her legs and she walked through the water at Pool of Bethesda at one of my conferences and never put her braces back on her feet again. I never heard about that till last week. We're so busy talking about what's going wrong, we forget to talk about what's happened. Great. 
Why? Because we forget the miracle. We forget the suffering after the miracle takes place. But what you're going through is going to be used of God. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, There hath no temptation take to you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful. He will never let you be tempted above that you are able, but will with temptation also make an escape for you. That promise isn't just for your neighbor. Y'all, in this church, I never make you feel bad about nothing. You need to smoke pot before you come in here because of your anxiety? Do it. That's what you got to do. Because my job is to get you in here and get you delivered. And I can't get you delivered as long as somebody's judging me. You know how long I kept going with sin in my life because religious people kept putting attack on me and lying on me and making me feel like I was no better than the woman with the issue of blood? In this house, we love you. We love the hell out of you. And we're raising up an army in this house and on the inner circle that love you. We don't condone your sin, but we love you. And we will walk with you through it. I will be in that, in that, in that uh, 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 drug house helping you. Come on, girl, I got you. And I'll never bring it up again. You got to get around some people that love the hell out of you. Not those that tell you stay in it. I know, girl, you right, you right. We got to get out of it. A lot of times we start playing with the attack or temptation. We start thinking that we can go back in that bar and win the souls in the bar when God delivered you from alcohol. That's ludicrous. That all of a sudden you're supposed to go be a soul winner for your ex that was the devil. Because his sin ain't as bad as it used to be. You better stop it. Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You better learn to say no. You better be okay with people saying you ain't fun no more. Here's number three. You got to humble yourself before the Lord. And you got to ask God to quit letting you sit at tables that he would have flipped. found myself in a few situations where I didn't know how to get out of it. I was being loyal to mistakes. And I began to ask God to expose. Because I knew when he exposed, that was my way out. Sometimes you got to stop dancing with the devil because you love him. And you got to let God do what he needs to do in their lives. Every single day you have a choice of who you're going to serve. God is looking for people who will be lovers of him. God is looking for men and women who will submit. And until this happens, you'll never win against the enemy as long as you try to do it in your own power. Finally, here's how you're going to counterattack the devil. You ready for this? You must know the word of God. We have too many spiritual illiterate believers. Chasing down a move. Laying in the floors. But not changing who we are. You must know the word of God. 
so many Christians are walking around being tape recorders of what they're watching on social media, on YouTube, podcast. You're like a parrot repeating what you heard, but you're not implementing what God wants you to do in your life. So the enemy has made you believe that you're spiritual. No, you're religious. But you have no relationship. Because when you have a relationship, you're like one of those blow-up dolls with the weight in the bottom at Walmart. You get hit, you bounce back. You get hit, you bounce back. You ain't got to clap back. You ain't got to, look, you ain't got no fight. You walking up in the court like, yeah, hey. You got to go to jail for something you did. You're going to be the biggest missionary in that jail. You know that no matter what hits you, you will come out on top. You have learned that when you are in a storm and the tide is pulling you down, this whole ocean, you have learned to turn over and float. Because you refuse to allow your spirit to live in depression or fear. We must be people of the word. Number two, you've got to speak the word and you've got to live it. The devil has no recourse when it comes to the word of God. He must and all the demons submit to what thus saith the Lord. Every single one of you in this room preachers, apostles, business owners, the first millionaires in your family, the first authors, the first ones to keep a marriage, the ones that everybody else is saying, your kids are going to turn out like this, and you're like, no, 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 God let me birth these babies, and what God started, he'll complete. So as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When the enemy is attacking my mind, causing me to fear, we have to declare to the devil, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Stand up on your feet and give God a shout. I shall not quit. I shall not let what I'm walking through be the end of me. When the enemy says he's going to destroy your body, you got to declare back to him, Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. He bore our sorrows. And by his stripes, I am healed. 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 I am delivered. I am chosen. I'm a masterpiece. I am a hell shaker. I'm a game changer. I prophesy over you in this house that you are the head and not the tail. That you are the top and not the bottom. That you are the lender and not a borrower. I prophesy over you that you will be literally moved to the front of the line. 
that that thing that has been stepping on you, taking your breath, that you will get your foot and you will step on the heel, on the neck of the devil, and you will tell the devil, you cannot touch me or my family. People love to tell you you ain't qualified. I dropped out of Bible school and just got ordained an overseer bishop by the very man that I left in disobedience. I'm a woman leaving, leaving, leading a movement. I was raised in a religion that said women couldn't preach. And look at me. Don't look at me, look at the God in me. Why? Because everything the devil sent at me, I stood flat-footed. I cried, I had a meltdown, and I got up. I had a hard cry. I didn't let what they did to me get in me. I paid attention to my spirit. I realized it wasn't Mimi's job. It wasn't my spiritual dad's job. It wasn't my daddy's job. It was my job to begin to learn how to praise God through every storm. If you don't learn how to fight the enemy, you will fall apart every time you ain't got an answer. It's time to take your life back. Take your kids back. Take your sanity back. Take your sleep back. Break that addiction. Break that neediness off you. Break that putting unfair expectation on people that ain't your God off you. Break that insecurity off you. Break that depression off you. Break that lack off of you. Come on, come on, come on. You can't see a door opening for more money if you don't believe you're worth it. You can't have no poverty mentality in the kingdom of God. You can't have a successful marriage if all you know is broke down marriages. You got to get involved in some places that shows you where you're going. You can't hang around with broke people and not be broke. You can't hang around with depressed people and not be depressed. You can't hang around with people that like dysfunction and not be dysfunctional. You can't hang around with addicts and not become an addict. You gotta get around some people that'll tell you the truth. Get your butt up. You ain't talking about this no more. You gonna talk about it one time and we getting free. You got to get you a ninja army around you. You got to get you some people around you. Then you got to listen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Preach, Kim. You got to listen. Stop thinking you know everything. Listen. Everybody's got a voice that you listen to that speaks to you. Some of y'all keep running from the voice God's brought into your life because you don't like accountability. You got to have somebody to pull your rope back. You ain't ready yet. But it's coming. So in this room, if you feel like you've been, one day you're up and one day you're down. Anybody like that, lift your hand. Come on, come on. Lift it high. One day you're up, one day you're down. need something to go to sleep at night then you don't even sleep you wake up with dreams 
didn't get validation from your parents. So now you feel like nothing you can do. Come on, lift your hand, lift your hand. I'm just, I'm just telling some of your story. God's about to break that mess off of you. Come on, come on, come on. You got to believe you deserve it. I hear the Lord saying, you deserve it. The man in the middle of those three crosses said, you deserve it. The man standing up on the hill of Golgotha said, you deserve it. If you were the only one left on this planet, he would still get off of that throne and onto that cross for you. You deserve it. Come on, you deserve freedom. You deserve not to be struggling every month trying to figure out how you're going to pay your bills. You deserve hearing a clean doctor's report now and forever. You deserve a good marriage where y'all actually like each other. You deserve a good marriage where y'all don't need to get high every day just to put up with each other. Come on, come on, come on. You deserve to have kids that want to spend time with you. You deserve to be able to walk into a room and when people don't like you, you become the whole room. Come on, come on, come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every lie from the pit of hell. Devil, your assignment is broken off of my life. I'm about to give you a headache every day. You've been saying there's a storm coming in my life. But I'm serving you notice that I am the storm. Come on, come on, come on. I bind every word curse. I bind every generational curse. Come on, come on. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Come on, I bind every soul tie. I bind the desire for that drug. Come on, if you got an addiction problem, see it. See it over. You don't need to be smoking them cigarettes. You don't need to be getting high every day. Come on, you don't need to be lying, laying down with people that ain't your spouse. Come on, come on, come on. Break that gossip spirit off you. Break that fear spirit off of you. Break it. You got to open up your mouth and say, I bind it. I break it. Lord, do it. Here's what I want y'all to do. Everybody lift your hands up like this. Say, Father. Forgive me for watering myself down because of my past. I give you permission to use me. Take the desire for sin out of me. Forgive me for worrying. Forgive me for settling. Forgive me for being stuck. Because I ain't stuck. Because I ain't a tree. Break off that offense, demon. Come on, break it, break it. Now let me tell you how the enemy works. I'm closing. I'm done. I 
always notice when I get to this part of the service, everybody starts yawning. That's the devil. Because there ain't no reason for you to be tired at 1 o'clock. So you got to pay attention to what he's doing so you stop giving into it. You got sleeping issues, you open your Bible and begin to read. Greater is he that is in me. Ah, ah. Free sleeping medicine right there. This week, your homework, limitless, is to stand flat-footed and fight. Stop giving up. Pray every day for discernment and pray for boldness because God is about to give you back everything that your wrong decisions did to you. The Bible says in Joel 2.25 that he's about to give you back everything the devil stole. That's even your stupid mistakes. I'm proof. You can run your whole life and at 40, surrender your life to God. Still make mistakes. But what God does is he begins to give you back time in the time you have left. So what you would have done in 30 years when you were playing, he gives you back in three. That's why you're tired. That's why you're numb. Because you're right on the cusp of your greatest breakthrough. So as I close out this building, I speak to your mind that your mind is about to dream again. I speak to your heart that it is about to love again. I speak to you that you are the one in your family to break generational curses. I speak to you that your confidence is coming back. I speak to you that you got so much joy that it overflows on everybody in your presence. I bind every spirit of insecurity off of you. In Jesus' name, breakthrough. The portals are opening over your houses. Don't accept anything but that in the name of Jesus. Y'all feel breakthrough? Y'all feel breakthrough? Y'all feel free? Y'all feel free? Y'all feel free? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Give it to him. Give God a yes. Give God a yes. Get a little rowdy. Get a little rowdy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This week we will see miracle signs and wonders. And I want y'all to get on Facebook and brag about it. Put hashtag we are limitless. Hashtag brag on God. I want to hear it all week. Deal? All right, y'all listen. Y'all ready to give? This is the environment to sow into. 
right now. You cannot not give because you ain't got no money. That five dollars ain't gonna help you get nowhere anyway. Let God expand it. Online, minimize your screen. Everybody needs to give. Yo, everybody that's got a job, even if you ain't got a job, I tithe on my birthday money. I tithe on everything. Y'all ready? Five ways you can give. You can give in the house, cash or check. You can give by kiosk in the back and online. You can text to give. 833-245-4502. 833-245-4502. You can give online. MyLimitlessChurch.life. MyLimitlessChurch.life. Cash App. My Limitless Church. Venmo. My Limitless Church. My Limitless Church. Y'all proud of My Limitless Church? You proud to be a part? We a whole movement. Now I need y'all to get up out of your chairs, even in your phones. I need you to come hit your phones on the cabinet, on the, on the platform. Father, we thank you that, Lord, you are blessing us abundantly. Businesses will be erected this week. Finances will be paid off. Come on, hearts will be healed. Destinies will be given back. Come on, favor upon favor upon favor. I prophesy Amos 9.13 over this house and online and in the inner circle that it won't be long now. God's decree said things are about to happen so fast that our heads are about to spin. Blessing upon blessing upon blessing. You won't be able to keep up this week. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now listen to me, y'all. We're feeding you. Lunch is on me. We're feeding you, and you're going to sign up to serve. Y'all ready? Don't just get in your cars. This is healthy, anointed food. Make your way back to the fellowship hall, the all-purpose room. Make sure you meet somebody. You need family. You need community. And y'all listen. Who loves you? Who loves you? Who loves you? Me and God. I love y'all so much. Go be awesome. Go be Jesus. Stay above your circumstance. And also, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. I want to pray over the kids going back to school. And the teachers. Run up here quick, 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 quick. Come on, quick, 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 quick. Come on, run, 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 run. Come on, get up here with me. Come on, make your way. Come on, you gorgeous babies. Come on, come on, come on. Are y'all so excited about school? Are y'all excited about school? Might you excited? Come on, it's going to be such a great year. Come on, I need all the teachers too. Come on, come up, come up. We got, oh my Lord, we got, y'all listen to me. All you kids and teachers, y'all are about to have so much favor. This is going to be a year like none other. Y'all look at my eyes. You're going to have favor. You're going to be exempt from the bullies. You're going to be 
loved by everybody and you ain't even gonna worry about the ones that don't we're putting angels around you today teachers y'all are a light in this dark world and I prophesy over you that y'all will be the ones people come and shut the door in your classrooms and just say pray for me I need you to pray for me because I see something in you I pray that our teachers are blessed abundantly that finances will not be a hassle that you will get raises and promotions that this house will be a house that stands above the rest we are not called limitless just to be limitless we're limitless because everything in our life is limitless y'all ready the teachers what I want you to do is I want y'all to help lay hands with me I pray over you teachers I anoint you teachers that no sickness nothing can befall you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper now I want you to go through this line and I want you to pray for these babies this is, your, this is the first touch of teachers on their lives this year will be you laying hands on them let's go Father, we just thank you. Come on, walk through the lines, mamas. Come on, teachers. I pray over our children. I put angels around our children. I cover our children. I break every stronghold for over our children. Lord, I pray this year that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. That their whole classroom will be protected because they're in the room. In the name of Jesus, I pray over our college students. I pray over our high schoolers. That, Lord, they will be leaders and not followers. I pray depression does not know our children's address. I pray they won't get caught up in anything this year. I pray right now, Lord, that their homes will be blessed. Their parents will be blessed. Right now, in the name of Jesus. I speak joy. I speak joy. I speak joy. I speak favor. And I speak healing. Now y'all look at me. All you kids look at me. I especially pray over our high schoolers. High school is crazy. High school is fun. I don't want y'all to be stressing over peer pressure. Go enjoy yourself. Stand right before the Lord. Now all you kids look at me. Y'all about to have the best year you've ever had in your life. Y'all hear me? Y'all gonna wake up in the morning so excited. You ain't gonna be nervous. You ain't gonna have butterflies in your belly. Y'all gonna walk up in that school like you own it. All right? Why? Because we just prayed over you. Y'all go be blessed. Go eat some food. I love y'all.